You're about to listen to a Gaming Stooges podcast with your regularly scheduled Stooges. I'm Jack. The internet calls me Cloud. And I'm Landon. We hope you enjoyed today's discussion, and if you do, please consider subscribing to our YouTube channel, following us on Twitch, or joining our Discord. Let's get on with the show. Hey, hey guys. Hey, hey. Landon. Hi. Hey, hey. Hi. Hi. Uh, so, how about that Red Dead Redemption? Um. Yeah. That's how about yeah, that, that. Yeah, that was. How about how about that Red Dead Redemption? How about that Red Dead Redemption? Let's yeah. talk about it on that, today's episode, where we're going to talk about re-releases, including ports, remasters, and remakes. First of all, first of off, first of off, first of first of off. Happy September first, everyone. Yep. Happy September. Thank you it for joining September. us, and congratulations on getting through another month. If you're, so yeah, if you're in the Twitch, happy jo- August happy 10th. August 10th. Yeah. yeah, if you're on Twitch right now with us, happy August 10th. Uh, so we planned this episode out uh, before this announcement, but we're getting a Red Dead Redemption re-release, and it's fifty dollars and does like nothing new. So that's cool. Well, no, it does one thing new. It removes the multiplayer mode. <laughs> it oh, that's the multiplayer. That's fucking badass. Yeah, that's so. Why badass. would they do? Why would they do that? Yep, they removed a whole piece what? of content and then upcharged you twenty dollars over what the previous release that had everything included had. What is the point? Inflation. That's the point. It's, yeah. it's and a the killer. best. part... The best part is that the CEO is like, oh, it's market accurate. It's like, what the hell does that even mean? That doesn't, that's not even true. Okay, to be fair, but yeah, people will eat it up because they yeah, are, because it's, they are, because it's going on the Switch and it's portable and it's like, but it shouldn't be $50. Well, it's also going to yeah. PlayStation, specifically Four. PlayStation 4, being Which, played on your PS5, whatever. I'm going to say, you, could you couldn't do that before. Off. I mean, yeah. you could, but you, like not a physical release at least. Yeah. So in my in my book, you couldn't do that before. True, no. but anyway, that's uh, that that's that's a bad re- uh, port. That I mean, it's probably it'll be be fine. We unless don't they somehow mess it up. We don't. Know. We don't the know quality. for sure. Hopefully, we'll, it's good. We'll get back I mean, to you on it, and by that, yeah. none yeah. of us will play it, and we won't no. hear about it again from us we, ever. We won't. I was gonna say we won't mention I, it ever again. I'm gonna start. Okay, I'm gonna s- just start a tangent uh, okay. by mentioning something that I is both a re a re release that I like, and is also a re release is something that I want to be re released again. Do you remember on the PS? Well, of course you remember on the PS3 when they did. Uh, ports of the Ratchet trilogy, the Jack trilogy, and the Sly trilogy. We, yes. yeah, we did and allude to those during our um, seventh gen discussion, actually. Yeah. See, those PS3 were three was just popping off. See, those were good because it was like you get three classic PS2 games in one package, and they were like I think thirty dollars or something like that. It was they were cheap, if, if I remember right. right. Um. And I want them again. Port them again, please. Like, you don't even have to change anything. Put them on I Switch. Would, I would like I know you to port that game but... again. Yes. 
Hey, yes, hello. You sounded I mean, why more. Not? I, I couldn't tell whether you were trying to be like. I know you're trying to sound like Mr. Krabs, but you almost sound like Doctor Eggman at the same time. Um, just the same imagine, character. Just yeah. imagine Doctor Eggman asking for a remaster. Well, there's something he should ask for. What's Sonic that? Advance trilogy. Yeah, exactly. Not Sonic. Uh, not the Sonic Adventure games. Obviously, yeah. the Sonic Advance trilogy does need to be. Unironically, yes. Give yeah. us this. So gi- let's actually just talk about it. So there was a um, we might as well start with this major topic. Then there was a recent report that eighty-seven percent of games released before two thousand ten have not been re-released in any way, shape, or form. Now, granted, obviously, there's going to be a lot of those that are like shovelware and like you know games that you know people Garbage. widely say are not good, but. There's going to be so many games in there that are hidden gems that they might not be the best games, but they'll still be enjoyable. They're still, you know, good games that just haven't seen a re-release. And some of those might be because of rights issues. They can't be re-released or what have you. But it just goes to show we don't, even though like ports, remasters and remakes sound like something that we get a lot of, we don't really get as much as we could be getting. Yeah. I mean, I do. God. Give us, give me a Sonic Advance trilogy on Switch, and give it, give us a physical. Like, don't even change anything about the games themselves. Maybe put in like a save state function, right? Uh, but like, aside from that, just do that, please. And I mean, it's Sega. Sega is the type that they've done not only physical releases of like everything, but also they give you extra like little goodies to buy it physically anyway. See- so. See, that's why I want it so bad, because I know that it's possible. Exactly. Like, like it it's, isn't... It's, it's feasible. I don't, yeah. It's not outside the realm of possibilities. Um, but as far as, like, hidden gems that have not gotten a re-release, uh, God, there are so many fucking good Wii games that are just locked to the Wii. And it's a damn shame. And, I don't know. Would you I say could go- that Zack and Wiki is one? Uh, yes. But no, <laughs> z- well, no, Zack and Wiki needs a sequel. Because That's no one true. played it. No That's one heard of it. a whole separate podcast. Yeah, we'll save that for the Zack and Wiki podcast. Yeah. It's getting its own podcast now. We're, yes. we're doing a whole spin-off podcast of the Gaming Stooges podcast called the Gaming Stooges Zack and Wiki podcast. Yeah. Where we talk um, about Zack, and then we talk about Wiki, and then we talk about Zack and Wiki, and then we talk about the sequel. <laughs> So it's about four episodes long, but look yeah. forward to it. It's a miniseries. Patreon exclusive miniseries. <laughs> yes. Um, Al said that feel when the next Like a Dragon game is going to be released digital only. Damn. That's another topic we'll have to tackle one day is the fact that there's just not as much games getting physical releases. But then I'm I mean, just, at the same time. I feel like there's tons and tons and tons of games also getting physical releases, like small yeah. games that no one knows about. Yep. So they just have to be re- they just have to be done through like third parties and just don't get like retail releases or release no, in a I lot of cases. No, I see them all don't. the time at work. Oh, do you? Yeah, I see. Well, so many. All right. In my defense, I think the last time I walked into a GameStop. Was uh, no, it's been. I was gonna say when I went to your GameStop, but I it's been a while. It's been more recent than that. I think. I think it was when I bought. Well, that's not Spl- even mine anymore. I blew that I shit up. So, 
I know, but, uh, yeah, I haven't gone into a GameStop in a long time. Since, like, September, I think. Anyway. I think one re-release that I'd like to see, and I know it's not going to happen, I, and I said this before we started streaming, was the, um, is Xenosaga Trilogy, but, like, I don't... I don't know what's stopping them because I know that Bandai Namco could negotiate something with Monolith Soft, but at the same time, they probably just don't want to because they think it won't sell, which yeah. it's a shame because I think it would. It might not sell like tremendously, but like, I think I mean, after I think the whole uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 DLC, um, it would definitely sell a lot better because they even did some like tie in to Xenogears and. Uh, the Xenosaga with that. Yeah. Because like there's like at one point, from what I understand, a radio that has all of the release years for oh. every single Xeno game. Hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. I haven't actually played it. I don't know. Uh, but I saw that image go, go out there. So, that's what I know. So, I feel like it would... Uh, like, Xenogears and... Oh, apparently spoilers. So, I'm right. Um, uh, but, uh, Xeno, Xeno Gears and, uh, Xeno Saga, Xeno Saga should, uh, it, get some, uh, some sort of port or re-release. And the thing, the thing that's crazy is that the games that don't get re-released, you will see them in secondhand shops and online on secondhand markets like eBay, Mercari, Amazon, you know, what have you. And they'll always be going up in price if there's, like, a high enough demand for them. Like, the Xenosaga games are not cheap anymore. I bought I bought the Xenosaga games when the first two were only $10. And the... Actually, the first game was $5. The second game was $10. And the third game was only $25. And the third game is nowhere close to $25 anymore. It's, like, $150 to $200 now. And that's just complete in box... Like, that's not even sealed, and that's also, like, it doesn't even have to be in the best condition, just decent condition. It's it's insane. You know, you know, uh, I don't even, like, I know this, like, entire episode is about, like, ports, remasters, and remakes, but, like, this is a concept that I've, like, thought of before. Why don't, like, game companies just do, like, Re like reruns of older games like in their original formats the crazy thing is is that some companies do this but it is so extremely limited and i'm glad that you mentioned that because one company that did this until very recently like i think they just stopped doing this was uh square enix they had re-releases like they had reissues i should say of their PS1 compa uh, compilations of the Final Fantasy games. So you could get, like, the one that has Final Fantasy IV and Chrono Trigger. You could get the one that has Final Fantasy V and VI. You could get the one that has Final Fantasy I and II on PS1 on brand new printed discs. And it was, like, $30. Online. Like, brand new PS1 discs? Brand new PS1 discs. See, yeah, no, that's... Interestingly, they don't use the old black layer that they used to. It's just a regular disc, but it still hmm. plays just fine. But no, like I that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like I this is a thing that more game companies should do. Like just reissue your games. Like it's a it's a concept that's so fucking foreign to the game industry, and I have no idea why. 
And I, I think, think the wild... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I think we know the reason why. And that's money. It's like yeah, but, like, think of how much money... Like, listen, if they did, like, a re-release of, I don't know, Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door, like, new, brand new sealed GameCube copies for, like, 60 bucks, people would buy that shit up. Like, I don't know. And so I will say this. I think that the the systems where the this is less of an ex, like they have less of an excuse to not do it are the ones that have standard discs for their media. Like for yeah. cartridges, it depends on the system. You might not have the material to make the cartridges needed for that system. And even with like GameCube discs, they don't use the same regular kind of discs. They have these mini discs. Nintendo might not even have those anymore, or they might not be able to order them anymore. So like, I can understand them not being able to really re-release those kind of games. So I mean, as much as we complain, like as much as it, it's 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 fair to complain about you know Nintendo not doing this or that. I mean, they have a little bit of an excuse for a lot of their library because they just do weird media. So, like, they don't have this stuff anymore to re-release it, which sucks. Um, but, like, Sony really doesn't have any... Like, the Sony... Sony, Not Sony themselves, but the Sony platforms. Like, there's there's almost no excuse besides, you know, having to go through the effort of putting... Of going back to a backlog. I think it just goes to show that there's a lot of, like, companies that they just don't hold on to their games intact enough to be re-released like that. Because, like, many companies have, like, lost their code for a bunch of old games. Yeah, they don't source codes can get dumped pretty easy. Which is dumb. But, I mean, if that's the case, more games should be remade. Yeah, yeah, remade, that's true. Like, full-on, like, actual boss-ass remakes, like, Link's Awakening got a couple years ago. Um... I, I don't know. It's just a thing that doesn't really happen that much anymore. Like, re-releases or remasters, like, you know, just graphical touch-ups of old games. Sure. But, like, that happens all the time. But like, I was going to say, we re- don't actually really get just regular ports anymore. Just, like, str- ports used to be, like, a very popular thing back in the day. But, like, just straight porting a game, unless it's, like, from console to PC... Like they don't really do that much anymore. You, you wanna, you, you know what company did a lot of fucking ports back in the day? Sega. Yeah. S- like especially with the Sonic Adventure games. God, those were hoard out to every console in existence. Yep. Up to a cer- up to a certain point, but like they didn't really do anything with those games. Those were just straight up ports. Yeah. Like no, no uh, so. Uh, that that brings up a good point. Is that the there is like a weird line between a re-release, just a port, a rema- remaster, and a remake, and we should probably just kind of see like see how we feel about like what is what. Um, the way I would see it is that a port is like you might you might change the aspect ratio, you might have it so that the graphics that are already existing are clearer but like you're not necessarily like retouching up the textures or anything just you know just kind of upscaling it that and 
Like, you might change the UI layout so that it accommodates a 16 by 9 if it was originally a 4 by 3 game. But otherwise, I think um, if you don't really do, like, anything else, that's probably a port. As far as a remaster, I think a lot of the code and a lot of the underlying mechanics probably have to be there. But, I mean, graphically speaking, it's just touched up. Like, I mean, Metroid Prime Remastered is... Is that closer? It's closer to a remaster than a remake. I know it does it change is, some things, but it's closer I would to say, a remaster. I would say it's a remaster. It's right. Um, it's the original game yeah. for Switch, basically. Exactly. Yeah. So, like a it, remaster keeps everything intact, just kind of yeah. freshens it up. Yeah, it's not a retelling. It's not like what they did yeah. for like uh, Shadow of the Colossus for the PS4, where it was like yeah. a full on, like straight, like a from from the source code. All the way up, like a basically completely different game, but mm-hmm. just with the skin of the original uh, Shadow Colossus. Yeah, and, um, and then you have like remakes, which are you know stuff like Link's Awakening, like you said, like it's you know it is structurally fundamentally the the game, but everything around it's changed. The, the graphics are yeah. different. It feel it controls slightly different because of the different engine. It's got you know just all of that going for it, possibly. Um, possibly new mechanics exactly uh i mean the pokemon remakes they are remakes because you have different yeah. engines like fire red leaf green is not a remaster or port of gen one it's literally a complete it's it, they they do the ruby sapphire engine and then just rebuilt the game from there so that's that's a remake um yeah. one thing that's i find interesting so the kingdom hearts hd ports on the ps3 and ps4 they have the graphical assets and pretty much a lot of like the um a lot of the a lot of the physics and like pretty much most of the base like there but oddly enough a lot of the code actually was missing and they had to redo the code from scratch but because they had enough of the assets i would still say that's more of a remaster because you're not getting like re- the the game isn't being remade it's just they're fixing they're just putting back in or you know putting in you know new code that rebuild like rebuilds the original code it's or the original game it's more it's or less the, the same game. experience that you got on the ps2 exactly just yeah. if you played the the final mix version in japan right yeah so yeah, I mean, like that—that's probably a remaster. There some some games that the thing is, is that devs will call them this or that, and it might not even be that thing. Like, I mean, infamous example: Final Fantasy VII remake. It's not a remake. It's it's it's, it's not even a. It's, yeah, it's a new game. That's a new game that's retelling an old story with new twist, completely different gameplay, completely different everything else. It's like that's not the same game. Like that's that's a that is a reboot actually. Yeah, yeah, but if they marketed it as Final Fantasy uh, VII Reboot, how many people would have been, like, as... Not as many. Nutty yeah. about it. Exactly. Because so. reboots have negative connotations, unfortunately, most of the time. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, they're changing it, so it sucks. Like, one game that yep. was, like, a reboot was, like, uh, wasn't, like, uh, DMC Devil May Cry, like, considered a reboot. That's a they... reboot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and people and were not every, happy about it. Everyone fucking hated it. I mean, um, I haven't played it, so I don't know if it's actually a bad game or not, but I mean, it just left a sour taste in people's mouths, so, like, when they think of Reboot, they're like, Ugh. Like, it's it's fine, it's just not a Devil May Cry game. Yeah, I mean, like, mechanically... 
mechanically it it's fine enough, but like story wise, it's just who gives a shit. There's a reason why they went but, back. But they they made up for it because Devil May Cry Five is actually fucking sick. But that's you know story for another time. Um, so I would say like a bad example of a port uh, is the. 360 PS3 Steam re-release of Sonic Adventure 1. And I know I mentioned the adventure games before, but like that is a straight-up port of SADX for the GameCube, which I would say is a remaster. Yeah, Um, that's that's fair. But the 360 PS3 Steam release of SA1 is the exact same game as as SADX on the GameCube, Except they removed widescreen for some reason. You are locked to a 4-3 aspect ratio with fat blue bars on the side of your screen. Which is fucking stupid. Uh, it's the it's the only reason why I... Or the only reason why I my version of choice of SA1 is the Steam version is because the better SADX mod exists. But like... It's just a yeah. super lazy port, and I think at the time it had, like, a 50-something on Metacritic. Like, people weren't happy with it. And what's interesting is that, like, unlike um, TV shows and, you know, like, cartoons, especially animation, like, cartoons, anime, stuff like that, like, older media, it's actually usually better to keep it in 4x3 because a lot of the time when they do 16x9, they actually just have to take parts of the screen away. But, like, when you do a game that's switching from 4x3 to 16x9, that's not an issue. You just, you pan the camera out. Like, you have more to see, not less. Well, so like, it depends on the original development, because... It does. We, we play through, for the channel, uh, Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel, not Cold Steel, uh, Trails in the Sky, second chapter, on the PC release. And the original game, even though... The piece, the US PC release is based off of the PS3 release. It's based off of the original PSP game. And right. the screen and like, size... The dimension's like ever so slightly different. It's different, and so you got those weird textures where things just cut off, or right. uh, like stuff was like not on the sides. So yeah. just panning the camera out doesn't always mean that it's going to look clean. Yeah. I will say In that's... Some- that, that, that was an uncommon occurrence. Not, like, in the game, but, like, this the fact that that, ga- that happened to the game is, like, such, you, is like something that I'm not used to seeing in-game. So it was really weird when we were doing that, and, like, that was coming you, up. I, I just remembered a specific example of exactly that. Do you guys remember the Redux LP of Sonic Adventure 2 when Rouge just slides off-screen as soon yep. as she gets past the 4-3 okay. aspect ratio? I, I will say that, like, cutscenes should probably just stay in four by three but that also means that like some people they don't like switching between like the two aspect ratios between like cutscenes and gameplay so i mean that's it's kind of distracting honestly some games can make it dynamic i don't really yeah um where like modern games where they're able to like cutscene mode and like the black bar or something yeah like uncharted's pretty good about it yeah i mean like i'm not I don't dislike that, but I'm not wild about it. I kind of prefer just like a a clean transition from gameplay to cutscene without the sc- screen shrinkage. Sure. Um, 
Like, yeah, it's more cinematic, but like... I mean, I don't mind it that much at the end of the day. I just... If I had the choice of having it or not having it, I would say not having it. But, um, yeah. Now... I see what you mean, though. Another question I want to ask is... Is there, like, a preference that you guys have between, like, just straight-up ports, remasters, or full-on remakes when it comes to games? Or is it really just, like, a case-by-case basis, like, whether you prefer one or it, the other? It's it's a case-by-case basis, I would say. Yeah, it has to I be. I mean, like, I would say for the longest time, the best version of Resident Evil 4 was the Wii version, which was a port uh, that they added motion controls to. Um... But I haven't played any version of Resident Evil 4 outside of the Wii and GameCube versions, so I can't say for sure, like, if later remasters of the game were better. And I'm not talking about the remake that just came out either. They were... Which I still, I still need to play. They were based off of the, I believe, the PS2 version, just touched up graphically. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the most part, for, like, any of the... Well, I don't know about the Zebo version of Resident Evil 4, but a lot of the... <laughs> the uh, other versions are just like the PS2 version and then just moved over to Xbox yeah. uh, and PlayStation 3, yeah. 360, 4, 1. Yeah. yeah. It's on everything. Yeah, it really is. But like, I don't know, the PC version of the game is probably the best question mark just because you have mouse camera movement. But nah. Nah. Only if I can set up candles and use a Wiimote. Then it's the best one. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Didn't you, like, do that before? Oh, like, I didn't. Were... But that's a thing you can do. Yeah. Because yeah, that... the infrared. Um, yep. it, it is very much, I would say, a case-by-case. Case. Um, because there are some games, like, I, anything from, like, PS3 era. So, like, uh, Gen 7, for the most part. Like, 360 uh, PS3 games could just be, like, plopped onto new systems sort of what they're doing with Red Dead Redemption because, you know, there hasn't been a yeah. whole lot of difference. Uh, but then you take stuff like... So you don't really necessarily need touch-ups uh, unless it was, like, one of the early games, like, say, Uncharted 1. Uh, when they brought that over uh, with the uh, Nathan Drake collection, they did touch that one up. Uh, and it helped out quite so, a bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that excellent example of a remaster, the Nathan Drake collection is the definitive way to play the Uncharted trilogy. Like, there's no reason to go back to the PS3 versions because, like, it's graphically more, it's graphically better, mechanically exactly the same, except when you come out of cover, they give you, like, a little bit of an aim assist. Like, when you, uh, when you're aiming your gun at the bad guys, uh, because, in the PS3 versions, you would, like, come out of cover and it would just be, like, you know, you're aiming where the fuck ever. But, um, yeah. Um, no, that's a good, that's a good point. Like, it, it is a really just a case-by-case basis. Like, there are some games that I don't think should be remade because I don't have faith in them making the remake, like, live up to the original game. Like, case, in, like, my main case in point is Chrono Trigger. Like, I... I, I would be super cautious about them trying to, like, straight up remake it because I don't know how they'd be able to retain the same quality and translate that into, like, a new engine or something. 
but like when they ported it and they well they they kind of I guess they sort of remastered it a little bit when they like moved it to the DS like that was a really good re-release of the game because it didn't suffer from the issues the PS1 had and the features that the DS had just made the game that much cleaner and better to play yeah I, I think I think Square could do a uh two uh like the a 2D, 2D HD, HD version yeah and just they just keep it like the same game like the original Chrono Trigger but they just put it in that new engine and it I just hope fine. that yeah I just hope they wouldn't pull like a Secret of Mana cuz I've heard that the Secret of Mana remake was not good well if it ever comes out uh, at the time of this, obviously, the Dragon Quest three uh, like uh, remake uh, using the two D HD engine isn't out yet. So if they don't fuck that up, they could probably that's do a Chrono good, Trigger. That, that, that that's a good point. That's a good example of how they could remake Chrono Trigger and keep it the same level of quality. Yeah, but I I guess. I mean, if, yeah, it depends on me, like, what I like more, but I tend to gravitate towards remasters just because it's comfortable. Like, a lot of the time, you know, it's it's just enough freshening up for me to be interested, but it's also not, like, alienating me because it's not, like, changing too much. It's, like, the Crash and Spyro remasters are in the similar boat as, like, the Nathan Drake collection. It was, was like, the PS4 just had a lot of really good remaster collections. Where yeah. Where they just made the game, you know, the best version that it could be. I kind of want, or I kind of hope that at some point, like, I know I mentioned earlier the PS3 uh, collections. I kind of hope that they do, like, what they did for Crash and Spyro, uh, do that for Ratchet and Jack and That'd Sly. That'd be really cool. Like, you know, just kind of just kind of remake them a little. I don't know if they would end up doing that for Jack or uh, Ratchet. But I feel like that could be something they would do with Sly because one of the teams that helped on the Spyro Reignited Trilogy was Sanzara Games, and they, they've, they like, touched Sly before, so, like, they could yeah. do something like that. Okay. They I probably mean, I just could... need permission. If they do it, I would want them to make Sly 1 the same, like... Don't get me wrong, I really like Close, the Closer horseshoe. to Sly 2 and 3. Yeah, I like the horseshoe mechanic and everything, but, like, have all three of them set where they're pretty much, like, the same, where they all have, like, the the health bar system instead. Yeah. I, I don't think that breaks Sly 1 much. It's an easy enough game. I mean, I guess it would make the boss fight slightly easier, um, because you can ha- you can take... Like, what, maybe two more hits? They can also yeah. make the bosses do more damage uh, in that, so it's it's still three hits or something. But, like, yeah. I feel like that would that would fix that. Um, so basically do what they did for Uncharted, where they just fix, like, one thing and, like, improve it. Just kind of make it more consistent with the rest of the series? Yeah. I'm not sure that I... they would be able to do that with Ratchet, because, like, the first game is so, like... Like that, the enemy attack patterns, their aggressiveness, like it's well, all balanced around having less health. So that would probably uh, have to see the same. But that's the thing, though. I forgot that they remade the first Ratchet. Oh, 
in 2016. They did do they did do a remake, but did they change? Like I didn't actually play it. Did they change the health system, or did they retain it the way that? I did not play it. Yeah, I couldn't tell you just to see because, like, if if they did, if like if they did change that up, then they could translate to that to the second and third games. I'm surprised they haven't. Um, I did play. Or, well, no, I didn't play. I do own the game. I have not played it. All <laughs> I, remember, right. I remember seeing the movie. We we know what Jack's next stream title is. I would honestly be fucking down. That'd be pretty cool. To do Ratchet and Clank. Um, Just as, like, a quick question. What's, a, what's, like, one of your favorite remakes or remasters that you can just name off the top of your head? Wind Waker HD. Wind Waker Ooh. HD. I was my gut was Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver. I mean that too. Yeah, that too. But Wind Waker HD is a fucking good one. I would say that's more a remaster than a a re- Wait, was the question about remakes or remasters? Both. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely that's definitely a remaster. Yeah, but for a remaster, um, Wind Waker HD. Oh no, it's a it's a perfect remaster. Yeah, I mean, it's the only a, thing now is uh, none of the Miiverse bottle shit works, but... Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? Um, put, it, put it on the Switch. Put it on please. the Switch and bring back Miiverse. Those are the two things they have to do. True. Yeah, it's, bring back... Literally change the Switch home menu to the Miiverse home menu. Oh, so many people are still asking for Twilight Princess HD and... Wind Waker HD. It's it's so surprising they haven't done it yet. Like they did it for Skyward Sword HD, and then they just kind of like pieced out. Like, okay, bye. I mean, yeah. I get it. They're probably from Nintendo's they're trying to space point. the game. Yeah. yeah, they're trying to space the releases though. And we just yeah. got we did just, just get, get Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. But let's come on, come let's on, be Nintendo. Real. Let's be real. I was gonna say. I mean, considering that they're going probably one more year with the switch it would not surprise me if they re-released one or both of those next year as like the swan song for zelda on switch and then like had you know the successor start up like another game or something can i uh can i say one of my favorite remasters yes you may or not remake uh the actually would they be remasters or remakes i don't know i was gonna be like kind of kind of smart kind of a smart ass and say the ace attorney trilogy on the ds but i never played the game boy advance one versions because they were japan only um i mean they're basically just ports because they just kind of add second screen support but uh, yeah the first game does add the first game does have that new content, content with yeah. new mechanic in it so. so yeah so the first game's probably more close to remaster at least Okay. The additional content. But I will say the most recent version of the Ace Attorney trilogy. Yeah. Is pretty good. Yeah. It's a it's a good collection. That's true. And, and that is that I mean, that has is it different art? Because it's not pixel art anymore. It's I mean like it's basically like I assume hand drawn, like traced over the pixel art. Yeah. But it's HD five pixel art. Yeah. Without it being 2D HD. Um, did you have any answers, Cloud, for um, favorite 
remasters? So, I mean, I've I've mentioned Spyro Rigno Trilogy is like probably like my ultimate one. Like it's just it basically like you mentioned with the Nathan Drake collection. Like it just it you know touches everything up. It you know fixes a few small things and is basically just the best version to play. Like just mm-hmm. the simple fact that the first uh, game, because the first Spyro game, you may not like people may not remember this the control with the analog is a little weird because it was released barely around the release of the DualShock 1 and it was not required so like the second and third games the controls are a little bit better with like the you know 360 degree movement but because of the re-release and uh, on the PS4 and other systems like you have full not only do you have full camera movement which you didn't have in the originals because of the set that stick but your fine-tuned 360 degree movement was also just cleaner and smoother because it actually incorporates the stick by default so when games do that because there's a lot of games that could uh that could definitely benefit from that from the early 3d era like those are some good re-releases just because they it just feels better to play them and that's like something i don't think gets talked about like quite a lot but there are quite a bit of like instances of you know games that they get like full-on remasters from like you know the n64 or the ps1 and it's like they feel better to play just because they've been updated with just that little thing about the controls let's say um how about least favorite ports and remakes Ports and remakes and... Or remasters. ports, remakes, remasters, anything. Just the worst... Okay, because I think I know objectively what the worst one is. Of what you've played? Uh, just anything. Just, like, objectively. Uh, what would us. that be? Yeah. Sonic Genesis. Oh, yeah, of course. On, like... Uh, on GBA? Yeah, that yeah. was... That was, was god-awful. That I like. I don't think there's any argument for that being the worst port of all time. Pretty much. No, I think. So I only want to go off like my own personal experience. I think the worst like port re-release, anything like that, is probably the PS2 release for Ratchet and Clank: Size Matters, mm. and it's because it was a PSP game, and it was a very quick and dirty port to the ps2 it it looks weird it feels weird to play because they didn't properly adapt the fact that it was a one stick game on a two stick controller and it's just like you know it just i remember that playing like, it and I was i've never like, played yeah. i've never played that game but it sounds like a bad time like it's not a terrible game but as far as ports go, it's a bad port, for sure. Yeah. Like, ports should generally keep the game fully intact and still play well. Uh, and if somehow you feel worse to play than the original system you were on, then there's probably an issue there. Also, the um, this is one I have not personally played, but uh, the PS3 port of Silent Hill 2 that has I, way that has way less fog I've heard than the original that's another thing the uh that was something that the Nintendo 64 online was getting hammered for at first because for a while 
they somehow botched the porting of like Zelda Ocarina of Time and like all these other games to the service and like the fog was gone and it was just they had to like do a bunch of patches to fix it and it's like it's not the yeah. same as the N64 but it's better they, than how the NSO launched them they did fix it because like yeah. I when I before I streamed Majora's Mask I was deciding which version I wanted to play because I still had it downloaded on the Wii U um, and I compared the two and how they controlled and it was pretty much identical okay yeah no, I, I remember them fixing it, that sort of issue because it was it was a big deal. Yeah. So it was a bad one, but it was it was a fixable bad one. True. That seems to be an issue though that a lot of developers are having when they're like re-releasing games is like like effects like fog and other particle effects from like the previous hardware. Like, they have to try to replicate it somehow sometimes, and it just, for some reason, it doesn't work. Just doesn't have the same feel. Like, that was also an issue that came up with GTA the Trilogy, which came out and was, like, one of the most, like, dis- just loathed re-releases of a game I've seen in recent memory. Yep. Well, when your source code is the mobile version of the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't help at all. You're, you're going to run into issues regardless right um did you have any answers Landon I could not think of anything um oh. so I will make something up okay um <laughs> uh, the, the fire fire emblem shadow dragon for the DS oh yeah that's a good one I mean that's a bad one but <laughs> that's a good example there I made something up <laughs> I, I looked in my case. It's right there. There it is. Have you played a bunch of it? Uh, in, hmm, hmm, hmm. Like, what does it do that's, like, worse than just playing the original? Is it just because of, like, how basic it is without, like, updating stuff? Or is there, like... Yeah, it's it's pretty basic. Um, and I played the original because they did the, the digital re-release of... Um, the Famicom one. Um, right. they, they did like a, a little digital re-release for the Switch for a limited time. That's a, that's a whole thing. Um, and like I played that and it's like, yeah, it's a Famicom game. And then this is like, it's a DS game, but it feels like a Famicom game. And then the dialogue doesn't feel like it's like that great. Especially when you compare it to a lot of the Fire Emblem that was being released like around it around the time yeah like, true like the like, uh, you had like path of radiance radiant dawn uh around that time you had us uh, yeah what was it was uh sacred stones was shouldn't have been too long before yeah um, it was uh this one so yeah the two uh game boy advance games and then yeah path of radiance radiant dawn uh and then shadow dragon came out um and then when you compare those four games to Shadow Dragon, you're like, wow, this is kind of really bland. Um, and, um, and then, yeah, Awakening, uh, Fates, uh, uh, Gaiden, whatever the, uh, well, the, the re-release of Gaiden was, like, way better in comparison uh, to Shadow yeah. Dragon. Like, right, yeah. Like, Night and everything, Day. Everything around Shadow Dragon is better. Yeah, true. Basically, and um, 
I don't know if this is an issue with Shadow Dragon, but I think one thing that might make like a re-release like that level, like a remake that's like that, that much worse is probably just the fact that like some games, they like kind of bloat themselves when they do a remake and like the pacing gets like broken up because of it. So like you have like the one game and like you can like speed through it because it's, you know, made to be able to, you know, just have a nice brisk pace through all the menus and through just, you know, reading text, like in the case of RPGs, stuff like that. And then the pace gets broken up because there's like pauses and like stuff that wasn't there before when they re-release the game. So everything just feels more sluggish. Like I know that a few, like some stuff, like some games have had that sort of thing happen. You know what series uh, doesn't really have that? Well, depends. Um... So a lot of times when they re-release uh, the Legend of Heroes games, they add the speed-up function where they, like, the in-game uh, mechanics, like, get sped up by 200%. Yeah. Um, those, like, are usually not in the original releases, uh, but any, like, re-releases, that the, they'll have them. Um, so, like, when Cold Steel first came out for uh, PS3 Vita, wasn't a thing, so you had to play at the the original pace, but then PS4 and Steam, and I think the Switch version, uh, even though we didn't get it in the West, uh, there is a Switch version of the first two Steel games, um, has that. And then, like, when they released uh, Cold Steel 3 and 4 uh, in the West, they are just, uh, they were like quality of life improvements later for, like, the Japanese version, they were just like, here it is, at release. Which is nice. Uh, speaking of quality of life enhancements, that's like one of the number one things that a re-release of a game, if it's beyond like just a basic port, should probably be striving for. What would you guys say is like your favorite instance of like a quality of life upgrade in a re-release that you played? Uh, fast like sale on um, Wind Waker. Fast sale on Wind yeah. Waker. Uh, a recent example, uh, dual stick controls for uh, Metroid Prime. That's true. Too. Right, like right stick aiming. Yeah, because didn't have that. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, a, I think one thing I like is like when they re-release, um, like when uh, Square's been re-releasing a bunch of like their older Final Fantasy games, and they'll have like they'll both have a speed up function added. It might not always be the same like amount that you can enhance the speed by sometimes it's only two times sometimes it's three times but they usually have a speed up function and then a lot of them will have like uh auto save implemented like every screen or every like so often because some of the games like the save points nowadays like you might not be able to make it between two save points in one of the games in a like a play session so having that auto save is pretty cool yeah and then oh the um when, uh, sorry, just to name another example, okay. um, Majora's Mask 3D with uh, quick saving at the Owl Statues. Oh, you know what? One of my favorite uh, quality of life, just the smallest thing, is gyroscopic controls for the arrow and the can, like the first person. Oh my fucking in, god, in yeah. Ocarina of Time 3D. You mean making and that Mask. awful game almost playable? Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is so much better to just use the gyroscope and just be it's, like... Yeah. It's those shitty mini games in those two shitty fucking games are bearable <laughs> in the 3DS versions. 
And it helps that just the 3DS gyroscope is just really solid tech, so it's very accurate and it's very easy yeah. to use. So it's and like, it's so good when a game has that. We'll never get those ever again. Nope. Nope. 3DS was a perfect system. I mean, they could... They, the, the sad thing is, too, is like they could do it at like on the switch but they have like other games that they need to be getting to no they don't they all they have to do is just take the 3ds game and just uh squish the cartridge into a switch cartridge but landon hear me out they could do wind waker first what they could do is they could do all four of them at the at the same time at the same time That'd be insane. They don't need to be working on this fucking Super Mario RPG bullshit. Just be working on four <laughs> Zelda games at the same time. <laughs> Releasing them all separately for $50 a piece. You know perfect. what? A perfect world. Yep. <laughs> and actually, let's throw in a fifth one. I want Triforce. I want Triforce, Triforce Heroes. Heroes. Item! So I can go Totem! Item! <laughs> God. Talk about a game that needs to be brought off of its original system. Um, just in any... general? No, I was that, that's a game that. Needs uh, okay. To be... Are there any games where like there's a remake, but even though it's like substantially, substantial, yeah, in essence, it substantially improves upon the original game because it so drastically changes the game as a whole like it's not like a reboot like it's still the same game it's just because they mechanically changed it a bunch that it's more of like a slide horizontally so it's like one's not really better than the other in your opinion you just you you like them both for different reasons because i think a uh, good, i think a good example would be uh final fantasy 3 there's a lot of pros and cons to honestly I mean, this could go for several different Final Fantasies, but specifically three. There's like the Pixel Remaster, and then there's also the 3DS and PSP and Steam 3D version. These are they're they're this, it's Final Fantasy three, but mechanically they're very different games because of the restructuring of like you know having like the 3D version you can only have three enemies on screen at a time, so they rebalanced all the stats. So like. You are still going through the same game, but number-wise, it's so different that, like, you could really pick one or the other, and it's, like, different, a little bit different. Um, kind of an example of that? Probably Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. I mean, like, I'm inclined to agree. Like, I, I, know still lot, w- I know a lot of people don't agree with this, but I, I agree. I still like those games a lot. I mean, they're like, they're remakes of my favorite Pokemon games. So like, and they have like all of the updated mechanics from the previous three generations. Right. But, you know, something's just like, it's just not the same. So for me, I know this is like the smallest thing, but the reason why I prefer uh, the originals and it's not even just the content that's an emerald that's not put in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. The pacing of the original games is just better because in the remakes, they tend to stop you and they have like, you know, characters explain extra stuff that they didn't explain before. And most importantly, the screens, like if you move between routes, move between areas, 
the screens have to load, so it's not like a smooth movement around the region like you have for the originals. And it just, it breaks the pacing and like the immersion up for me a little bit. Because like, I don't know if you remember, like if you go between like, uh, Petalburg and like Route 102, I think, or it's like Route 102 in like Oldale, like there's a screen fade to load the next area. Yeah. Even it's all outside. And it's, I know that's because it's so the 3DS can handle the game properly. Yeah. But I just like it better in Ruby Sapphire where I can literally just run and it's just seamless. Seamless world for life. And like that's part of like the thing about Hoenn is like it's supposed to be such a beautiful natural region. And it kind of takes away from that when you have a game that's like it has to fade out until in order to load the next area. Yeah. So. It'd be like that. Which is why, which is why it's like it's a sidestep. It's not worse than the original. I mean, it is worse than the original, in my opinion. But, like, it's not bad. I think it's, like I said, I still think it's on the same level. Because, like, there's content in the remakes that's not even in the originals that's really cool. Like, being able to fight a bunch of legendaries. Being able to literally fly on Latios or Latios around the region. Like, soaring is wicked cool. Um, you know, just... The, the deck snap where like you can find Pokemon that have like random egg moves and they just alert you to that on the bottom screen just it's just these little things like they're not in the originals and they make that game better they make the remix better but mm-hmm. like I said the other pacing stuff it's still it takes it back down and then like if we're comparing it to Emerald like Emerald has you know you couldn't you get to confront both teams you have the battle frontier like it's yeah. Yeah, but you don't get to ride on Groudon's butthole, so. Yeah. <laughs> True that. You know, you, you, okay, you, you got me. <laughs> um. Boy. Oh, you know what game I want off of its original console so badly, what? but it is trapped? What? Jet Set Radio Future. Pick another one. I know, I want that one. that one. Before. Pick another one. Not in this stream. Not in, not in the podcast version of uh, not on this podcast. I mean, All right. I mean, I'll you in a previous it. podcast. I'm, I'm saying okay, not yeah, even sure. in the previous podcast. In a previous gaming studio's content. Oh, oh, <laughs> just in general. Yeah, you've talked about that before in our ten I-L- years. ILP yeah. the first game. Um, but yeah, I God, please, <laughs> just I would love a Jet Set Radio collection. Uh, because Jet Set Radio has been ported to Steam 360 and PS3, but for some reason it's like exactly the same. Like graphically, it it's touched up a little bit. Like the models are slightly better, but like it's for some reason still capped at 30 frames per second. Actually, I don't even know if they changed the models at all. It might just be a direct port, but like I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's fine. It's the best version of that game because it has, you know, uh, camera control on the second stick, but, like, I'd prefer a slightly better port of it, you know? And just give me just a Radio Future on fucking anything. Like, 
It's been only on the original Xbox since its release. You can have Fix it, that. But it's on the Zebo. <laughs> I do own Jet Set Radio Future, and I do have an Xbox to play it on. I just... <sighs> Come on. Remember when they had, like, just port collections? Like, Sega does this a lot of the time still, but, like, they literally just take a huge chunk of games, they just throw oh, it yeah. on something, and then they're just like, here you go. Like, they gotta do more of those. Like, these companies, they, yeah. gotta, they gotta do more of those. Because, like, I mean, they're not always the best versions of those games, but just having convenient ways to play all those games at the same time is great. Like, I have a Sonic... I, I literally have it, like, right... Like, all of these? Pretty much, yeah. Like, I have Sonic Genesis Collection on PS3, and it's, like... It has so many good games on it, and it's, like... I just pop this open, put it in my PS3, and it's, like, I have, like, 40 games I can play. For, for the listening audience, I, I have five Switch cartridges, the Sonic Genesis Collection for Switch, um, SNK 40th Anniversary Collection... And then the two volumes of Neo po- uh, Neo Geo Pocket Collection that they've done, and then the the Atari Fifty. I will say that like some of those collections, not like yours specifically, but like some of the collections where they just have massive amounts of games on them, the emulation would sometimes not always be the best. Like some games would suffer from poor emulation. That like maybe the game's slower, or you know maybe there's just like you know, some weird uh, graphical bugs that appear, like graphical artifacting that happens that wasn't in the original game. But, like, by and large, I do like these collections just because of the fact that it's just... It's easy to have a ton of games to play off of them at once without needing to, you know, shell out for all of them individually. And I think I mean, some s- games... Have, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, some companies have gotten better with that, at least. And some... I mean... S- some could uh, do a little bit more work, Nintendo. Right. Yeah. Like, Nintendo literally just, they did the NES Classic and then, like, the SNES Classic, and they were just like, okay, that's it. That's well it. Bye-bye. Well, they did the Thanks for 3D All-Stars. Yeah. They did. For what it's worth. Um, they did do 3D All-Stars. And omitted Galaxy 2. Yeah, so... I mean, even though they omitted Galaxy 2, like... Would you say that the versions that you played of those games, like, they they still played fine. They played good on that, right? They are exactly the same as the original games, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like, they could no, have had no, poor, it's not they a could bad have had, thing. They could have had poor emulation and the games could have played worse, so. Yeah. Although I will say I haven't touched Mario 64 on that collection. I've only played through Sunshine and Galaxy, but... Gotcha. Um... They could do it with Zelda games. I know games. that. I was gonna say I know that they like the new like the 3D All Stars version. Like speedrunners don't like it because it's like the one that fixed all the bugs from like the re- the re release in Japan at the time that had the rumble support. Yeah, so, but like, I'm not a speedrunner, so exactly. I don't give a shit. So like, if you're not a speedrunner, you probably are gonna be fine with it. Um. But no, yeah. they could they could do a, one with Zelda. Like, what's a like they they kind of like tiptoed into the idea when they did like the Zelda game and watch a little while back. Yeah, they did. Where, like they they, they had like had, they could do better. They could have one that has like all the classics. They could have Zelda 1, Zelda 2, 
Link to the Past, Link's Awakening, the Oracle games, like... And I can understand... Not... I can understand them not doing any of those ones because uh, they don't want to interfere with their precious with their Swi- Nintendo With their Switch, Switch Online, Online subscriptions, right. But, um... They still did Mario 64 on the 3D All-Stars, and that's on right, yeah. Switch Online, so fuck off with that. They could do, like, literally just a, like, a huge dump of everything from Zelda 1 all the way up to, fuck, Probably Minish Majora's Cap. Mask. Yeah, I was, yeah, Majora's Mask. The Oracle games were uh, after that, so they could do, oh, okay, uh, they could yeah. do Oracle, uh, the two Oracle games. But fuck, they could, they, and then you know they have all of those games, plus uh, they could do Minish Cap. Yeah, and then they could you know do a collection of uh, uh, the DS games, uh, the uh, Wind Waker, not Wind Waker, uh, but uh, Phantom, Phantom Hourglass, Hourglass Spear, uh, Spear Tracks. Tracks. Uh, throw in um, fucking a Link Between Worlds. Uh, and then the 3DS versions of Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, and Triforce Heroes. Call that a, a whole different collection. And then they can sell me, personally, a copy of Wind Waker HD Switch Fied Edition. Uh, Switchified? Switchified Edition. That's the official title uh, for $200. <laughs> and I'll $200? Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy it. I, I would love, like... It would be they would pretty much have to like remix remake the DS Zeldas from the ground up if they wanted to like put those on a new system. I because... I don't think so because they were able to have uh Wii U like emulation for DS games and there was options for having same screen support. Like both both screens are on the same screen. One's just minified and stuff. Yeah, but like they do use. How did they play? I guess they do use touchscreen a lot. You know, that's mostly what I'm talking about. I mean, the touchscreen controls. They could still just assign that to us one of the sticks, though, right? I mean, it'd be weird. It'd be different, but like, or they could mandate because I mean, they do do this with certain games, and it does kind of suck for people that have like a Switch Lite. But they could make it so that like, just like Pokemon, let's go Eevee and Pikachu, like. It's you. It, it, it's better to like play it on the TV and have like the you know, little pointer with your Joy-Con. They could make so, it like, pointer you required. That. Yeah, you could. You, you could do that. That'd be. Hmm. It'd be weird, but it, it would, would be, be. That would. That would be. Weird, I don't know. Honestly. Nintendo. It, I, I'm not sure if I would want that because like the entire game is controlled with the touch screen. Like you don't like move around right. with the fucking deep with the fucking D pad. You fucking drag Link and tell him where to go. Okay, so then they just do a straight up uh, I guess remake of it, of both games, yeah. and no. they just make it to where it supports uh, a D-pad or analog stick. Now, remake Phantom Hourglass with like proper controls and don't force the player to start from the beginning of the Temple of the Ocean King Every time you have to go back, let them continue from where they last left off, and I, then you have a great Zelda game. Quick, I feel like that would just be something the they have to do. Yeah, they just have to have a quick warp at the beginning, like yeah. a floor select, 
and then you're fine. I mean, that's what they did. That's what they did in Spirit Tracks. Yeah. Like they fix the problem when they have the temple that you return to over and over yeah. again. Like you can start up again from where you last left off. But like in Phantom Hourglass, for some fucking reason, they force you to start from the beginning of the Temple of the Ocean King every single time, and you have to go further every time than the last. God, I like that game, but I fucking hate the <laughs> Temple of the Ocean yeah, King. It's it's a it's a minor issue. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, we could just talk about Zelda re-releases. Here's the, here's the thing: Nintendo has such a catalog, they could stop making new video games and just every new system. Here's all the games that we released before. Yeah. Just put it over again. Yeah. And then we're going to make a new system, and it's just the same I mean, thing again. No disrespect to the Switch, because the Switch does have a, a, its, its own library of great games, but that is something that they've done quite a lot of on the Switch, is they've re-released games that were on the Wii U, because yeah. people didn't have access to a Wii U most of the time. Like, most people didn't get a Wii U. So they just, they were like, hey, just, just throw that up on the Switch. Just throw yeah. it up there. Just throw it up there. And, like, everybody bought it. Like, people bought those re-releases. Like, they sold well. Speaking of the... We we mentioned objectively the worst port of all time. I I don't know if I would say objectively, but like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has to be like up there in the best ports ever made category. Oh yeah. Just because of like it's a nothing but a direct upgrade from the original game with way more content now. Yeah, because like first the visuals were upscaled a little bit so that it looks even better than it did before. Not by a lot, but like a little bit. And then most importantly, it had all the DLC. And then also fixed the battle mode by giving us an actual yeah. battle mode. So like, yeah, and that's all you had to do. Like that, it, it fixed think, the game. I think the only thing you could argue is that you have to, uh, you don't have to unlock like all the racers again. Yeah, that's true. Um, but it's, yeah, that that's interesting. Like, how do you feel about re-releases in a game that had a lot of unlockables that they just give you all the stuff at the start? It's well, it's weird because. I spent so much time on Mario Kart 8 that I didn't care. Yeah. Because I'd done it already. Um, but at the same time, it's like, if someone's playing this fresh, and all they're doing is unlocking... Because do you even have to unlock cart parts? Outside you of, do. like... Okay. It's, the, you only, do, it's yeah. the only major thing you have left to unlock is yeah. actually cart parts. So then it's, I mean, the courses, it the courses themselves, too. too. Yeah, so it's like, wow... Alright. I remember when I had to grind, like, a bajillion coins to, to unlock stuff in uh, Mario Kart 8, but okay. Gold Glider. Gold Glider, baby. Um, yep. But I mean, overall, I, I guess it depends, uh, because there's there's some games, like, where the base, where I just don't even give a shit about unlocking all the characters. So, I don't know. Landon still hasn't unlocked all of the characters in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. That's true. And I never will. <laughs> he, he has Villager and Daisy, and that's all that matters. I have a couple more, but yeah. I've that's a whole new... That's a whole other podcast topic we could get into in and of itself, honestly. Landon's it's thoughts just... on the Smash Brothers no. series? Not even your guys' no, thoughts, <laughs> just mine. No. no, just like the the concept of like unlockables in games. Like oh, that, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, Oh yeah, that'd, that'd be, be cool. A whole other topic entirely, but yeah, no, I'm trying to think like what is the best example for like a game that I've played that like just kind of gave you a bunch of shit at the start for the re-release. 
I think Mario Kart like, 8 is like the it's like the the prime example. Yeah. I don't know. Like when it comes to like re-releases, just the concept of them, like I understand that in order to pull people in that already bought it and like trying to get them to double dip, like giving them the content to start with is just like, oh, you know, you already did this before, so you don't have to do it again. But like you said, if you're starting fresh and if this is the first time you've played it, it can be a bit of a letdown because it's like a lot of people like not I know that nowadays like it's not quite the same like because of the games that people play they expect to usually have a lot of stuff already unlocked from the start and then a lot of the stuff that they unlock is mostly just cosmetic and like you know not mechanically diff you know not mechanically unique stuff but there are still a lot of people out there that they appreciate games that you know you have to unlock stuff to progress because it gives you a it gives you like a goal system like an accomplished system a set of accomplishments to actually like go for to actually complete the game which you know if a port like you know removes some of that i can see like some people not being too happy about it i am i am trying to think of like more games that do that i can't think of any specific examples because unlockables like as a concept kind of i feel like almost kind of faded out with time yeah like I feel like you don't see that a lot in games anymore. Like, in fighting, in pretty much any fighting game, you have all of the characters unlocked from the beginning. Yeah. Whereas back in the day, you had to unlock new characters. That is that is the thing. Like, in fighting games, like, they'll re-release the game, like, and it, they'll have, like, pretty much all that stuff unlocked from the start. It's yeah. It's like, um... God, they did that with uh, I think Street Fighter Four. Like when they re-released Street Fighter Four, like they were just like, here, you can just have most of the stuff. Like, yeah. Which I mean, it's not bad for people that you know have already done it. But I remember I didn't play like as much as I liked the game. There wasn't a whole lot to unlock in the 3D release of of uh, Street Fighter Four on 3DS. So like at some point, I just kind of got bored of it. And it wasn't because the yeah. game was bad or boring. It's just there wasn't much for me to go for because everything, most of the stuff was already unlocked. Like there was nothing else yeah. to do. Yeah, if you're, especially for fighting games, if you're playing single player and like it's all there for you, it's like, well, what do I do? I've played through the story mode uh, twice already and it's the same, or like arcade mode. It's like yeah. playing through Sonic of Fighters with every character. Why? Yeah. Like, imagine if they just re-released Sonic R, but everybody was unlocked already. Honestly, more... F- I mean, if I can play that f- game online... Uh... <laughs> Fair. But that's a whole different... That's Talk yeah, about we're, a game we're... that I would love. A re-release for. Any, any kind of re-release Anything. for. Yeah. It'd be a straight-up port, and if they... All they have to do is add online... For Minor- Sonic the Fighters? <laughs> no, for Sonic R. We, we Nintendo, oh, for Sonic R. Not Nintendo. Um, Sega. No, I mean Nintendo. Give us Sega Saturn Online. But really, God. Though, that'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, they could probably just re-release Sonic R, but it's probably it might be a music rights thing with Richard Jock that they can't like re-release it. Because, I mean, if they could, mm-hmm. I'm sure Sega would re-release every Sonic game they could on everything. They, I wonder if it's an emulation thing for uh, it the could Sega be. Saturn. It could be. The Saturn does have weird hardware. Yeah, I you think... don't see re-releases of Sega Saturn games a lot. 
think that might be it more than um, pretty much. Yeah, kind of music rights. Pretty much the only. I mean, like Sonic R has had like a couple of ports. Like you know, it's on the gems collection collection and shit. But like, the only major Saturn game I can think of that gets any amount of like re-releases is uh, Knights, which yeah. got a remaster for, which actually was a remaster, unlike the uh, the Jet Set Radio ports, um, like full graphical upscaling of the Saturn game, but it was mechanically the same. Um, and also the best version of that game, easily. Um, I lost my train of thought. Well, what were okay. we talking about? Well, I guess Cloud the can Sega talk about Saturn. Cloud can talk oh, yeah. about Patreon instead. Ah, yes, we we do have to do this every episode. We got a, we have a Patreon. Our lowest tier is three dollars a month. If you support our channel and our content through the Patreon, then you'll get access to polls. So you can vote in all of our, you know, polls that we post on there. You, we decide what game are we going to play next. So we, we kind of give you guys the ability to help tell us what we're going to do next with the content. You know, what do you want to see by, you know, donating $3, you can do that. $6 tier every month we have some exclusive content that you can't get anywhere else that's only up on patreon you, you just subscribe to six dollar tier and then ton dollar tier if you want a special shout out in every one of these podcast episodes we will say your name if you do the do- ten dollar donation as long as you have that donation tier we will keep shouting you out in episodes we did it that one time that someone subscribed for ten dollars there was one podcast episode we did shout them it, out. It wasn't even in a podcast episode. It was in a, the Patreon video, I'm pretty sure. It was. Our, yeah. our yeah, first Patreon thing, video. It was, yeah, because that was the only video that we were recording between when they subscribed and then when they stopped subscribing at $10. So, But we still shouted them out. We'll do it on the Patreon exclusives. We'll do it on the podcast episodes. You name it. I want to uh, talk about... Have, I, well, tell you, you go ahead. No, I was going to say, we might have some more tiers in the future, but that is more for, like, you know, when we hopefully build up more of a following. So, I mean, share it with your friends, too, by the way. Please. Like, we have some interesting topics, I'm sure, that a friend of a friend of a friend might just want to have on the background and listen to us. Anyway, uh, I just have more Marionberry tonight. Same as... Nice. Um, which feels like a month ago, um, if you were, well, two weeks ago, uh, but it was last week for me, so, um, no, I did want to say, I am very excited for one of our ideas of an upcoming Patreon exclusive, which is a secret. Is it a secret? Is it? Um, I don't know. It depends on which one you're talking about. Well, I, I was going to say the um, idea of us uh, playing uh, a tabletop RPG. Right. Which I don't know how much of a secret that is. I don't think it's too much of a secret. I think you so, might have mentioned it. So you're saying this is a remaster of our D&D campaign? Yes. If you guys don't <laughs> come with your 
your characters uh, ported over to this new RPG system, then I'm going to be very upset. And then we're going to ask, like, how do you do that? And then you're like, you figure it out. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that that said, we'll, so, we'll have a little teaser later. It, it'll be this is, probably, um, <laughs> what, for October? Yeah, probably. Yeah. So uh, this has been a bit of a shorter episode. I do want to ask one last question, and then we'll do you know, our usual catch-ups, and we'll sign off uh, for the night. But... I know we touched upon this early on. We kind of like just threw names out there. But if you could realistically uh actually let's yeah, let's just go if you could port one game, just straight port it to modern systems, which one would it be? If you could remaster one game, what one would it be? And if you could remake one, what would it be and what would you add to that remake? That's a Ooh, that's a good question. It's a juicy, juicy topic. It's a juicy question. Well, okay. Okay, you go ahead. For... Hmm, no. Hold on, let me think. Okay, well, I have an answer for what? all three, so... All right. Go for it. Yeah, go for it. Poor Wind Waker HD to Switch... All okay. all they have to do is just remove the the me first stuff. So I'm surprised you didn't say Runner Two. Well, I have to pick so many. Um, I mean, Runner Two would be another one that they could just straight port. But I'm allowed to say one. Um, I guess I, I did talk about Wind Waker earlier, so let's talk about Runner Two instead. Straight port Runner Two. Yeah. Um. Remake Paper Mario. And all they have to do for the remake is touch up the graphics. Yeah. Um, so, remaster. Yeah, sorry. Remaster. Remaster Paper Mario. And then remake Chrono Trigger uh, HD 2D. Okay. Mm. Or... See, the, I'm kind of... Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say... I was going to mention earlier... I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence on if I would want to see Chrono Trigger remade at all. Because, like... It's already the perfect video game. It's like... Yeah, but I had to pick one for each slot, so I was going to... Uh, uh, Al asked, did everyone disappear on screen? Yes. Uh, yes, because I was looking at something I that was on purpose. We died. We we're, died. We're, we're dead. dead. I mean, on you the... You can still on see the, our green on the, boxes. On the actual podcast episode, like, none of this is going to be visible, so... <laughs> Or we won't even have this conversation because I edit things. I, sometimes I just cut stuff out because I'm like, I don't want to listen to Cloud anymore. <laughs> wow. That's fucking rude. I am, but... No, but that's that's fair. Cutting some of this stuff out is perfectly... I have ultimate control. No one, no one, no one even like goes through the episode after I'm done. At most, Cloud just I... double checks that I double check and then I skim through, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. You know, there's going to be one of these days where he's just going to, like, Siva Gunner style, like, throw jokes into the podcast, and I'm not going to know. Yeah. And it's just going to go out. I'm going to add fucking jokes where I just, like, record myself separate, and then I, <laughs> uh, I, like, take audio segments from old podcasts of, like, laugh tracks and stuff and, like, add it in for you guys and, like, <laughs> way so too you're, much work. 
So you're YouTube pooping our own podcast. Yes. So, Perfect. Uh, Jack, did you have an answer for anything? Okay. Because I think I think I have mine, but I still need a second. So if you could go first. Okay. Port the Sonic Advance trilogy. Give give me a collection. Give me a physical trilogy collection of the Sonic Advance games with maybe like a uh, save state feature. That's it. That's all I need. Um, otherwise, leave the games the same. Uh, I would want a remaster of... This one's... Because what hasn't kinda... been remastered already that you would like yeah. a remaster for? God, that's Say tough. Um, Trails of the Sky you, you trilogy. Know... <laughs> Fuck it. Trails in the Sky trilogy. Yeah, um, good answer, Steve. Yeah, good answer, Steve. Um, Shit, I'm kind of blanking, honestly. Uh, okay, okay, here we go. Remaster... Yeah, I mean this will never happen. But I mean, because throw it out there anyway, hail mary it. Come on, full ton- send. T- give me. It doesn't even have to be a separate game. Just give me the. Just give me the courses or parks as DLC. Give me Tony Hawk's Pro Skater three plus four, please. Like they already did one plus two, and I know three plus four is never going to happen because it's Activision. And they fucking suck ass. But I want it so bad. Yeah, Even if they the, just like... It, the, the thing that sucks it, about Activision is like they put everybody all hands on deck for Call of Duty. So like unless Microsoft, after they fully acquire them, is like, okay, you guys can go make whatever games you want. And then the people that made the remaster are like, okay, we want to do Tony Hawk 3 plus 4. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I, actually, didn't fucking Vicarious Visions like die? recently good question um, um at like as a company yeah they uh they went under in uh 2022 awesome that's right i forgot about that they're go- they're just gone so they would have to have somebody else do it oh wait no it was they weren't they aren't technically dead but they merged into blizzard even worse Ew. so a, that's pr- that that's probably worse a fate that is worse a fate than death. A fate truly worse than death. Becoming one with um, Activision Blue. So yeah, Ugh. so yeah. Port Port the Advanced Trilogy remake Tony Hawk three and four, uh, and I a remaster. Sorry, and I want a remake of uh, Minish Cap. Ooh. Okay. Ooh, spice. It's pretty good. Yeah, I love pretty the good. spice. On Just that it, one. like a similar. It doesn't have to be the same art style as uh, Link's Awakening on the Switch, but, like, something similar to that would probably be fine. Um, I feel like you could easily... Because, like, it's the... It's, like, the Toon Link art style for Minish Cap, so, like, I feel like you could pretty easily remake that into, like, a... Like, small, cute 3D models. Similar to, like... Spirit Tracks and or uh, Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks, but like super upscaled. But like, yeah, that'd be cool. So, mine are probably like 
the most like hail mary never gonna happen kind of shit ever but so for a port is um man i just want them to port the xenosaga trilogy like i know it's like very unlikely like you said it you did give evidence that it might be you know much more likely now but i still find it so heavily unlikely but like i literally don't care if they don't change anything about the games i mean yeah the second game is kind of it but like I wouldn't care if they changed nothing about the games, just put all three of them out in a collection and just re-released it. I would not care. I would scoop that up immediately. Just put it on the Switch, put it on like PS4, PS5, like just do it. Um a remaster. It'd be really nice to have a remaster of the Ape Escape trilogy. I know this is never gonna happen because Sony doesn't acknowledge any of their series that came out before the PS3, except for Ratchet and Clank. But god damn it, I just want a remaster of the Ape Escape games. The closest we got was there was the PSP port, or the PSP remaster of Ape Escape 1. But that also is like a sidestep because you have less buttons and stuff to interact. So like they had to like, you know, scale that back a little bit. So like it's, it's there neither one is like the better version. Um, and then a remake. Like Saints Quest, a certain generic RPG. <laughs> Yeah, when's the, when's the remake for that, Landon? I don't know. Let me ask uh, the company I'm uh, selling the rights to. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, I'll make for a pretty a rem- hay penny. <laughs> for a remake? Uh, actually, I'm trying. I'm like kind of blanking on like a full-fledged remake. Uh, Say the legend of heroes trails in the sky. <laughs> no, I'm... Those games are too good. You don't need to remake them. They're already perfect as they are. No. (laughs) Uh, You know, actually, I I had a thought for a remake, and then, like, I totally blanked on it. I don't even remember which one it was that I would want to remake. You know what? This is a Hail Mary, but I would love a remake for, even if it was just the first game, one of the two Dark Cloud titles. Never going to happen. Level 5 is never going to visit that series again. Never going to talk to Sony about doing anything like that again. But it would be so good to have a full-fledged remake of either of those two games on modern systems. So yeah, those are those would be my picks. Uh, but yeah, like we've I think we've covered as much as we really could talk about. This is kind of like an open-ended topic where we could go on all day, but I think you get the point. So let's just kind of do some catching up. How has everybody been? I'm all right. I'm sick right now, which is fun. You've actually sounded fine this whole podcast. It's, it's, you know, my, my, my sinuses have been surprisingly behaving themselves tonight, uh, which I'm thankful for. Um, But I'm also trying to fight back my cough as much as possible. Uh, It, I mean, it's not that bad. Don't worry about it. Um, otherwise, I went to a lo- well, I mean, local, local in quotes, but I had to drive like an hour out of town, but for a local metal festival, which was fun, a lot of like, smaller death metal bands, it rained outside most of the day, which sucked, but, uh, still fun. Um, otherwise... My girlfriend and I are very close to finishing Breaking Bad, nice. and she's very invested. 
which I'm happy about. Uh, otherwise, not too much. Just working. All right. Um, I've been actually up to a, a few new things. Just been, but mm-hmm. I mean, for the for the most part, it's been a lot of the same stuff. But uh, I've been continuing my rewatch of Dragon Ball Z Kai and. I'm already at the part when Android 17 and 18 have woken up and they just killed Dr. Juro, so I'm actually making my way pretty pretty fast through that series. Nice. Uh, my girlfriend and I went and saw the Barbie movie last week. That movie, I've heard it's good. That movie is pretty fun. Like I will admit there's a couple parts that like kind of feel like they're like overdone and like they it's just like it's it's a little extra but like at the same time it's just it's a really fun movie like they 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 have a lot of good jokes a lot of good humor the you know just the the actors all did a pretty good job just having enjoyable roles like i mean it's you know it's it's a it's a really fun time like if you're just looking for a fun movie like i think the barbie movie is actually really fun um and then oh I mean, I think Sorry. that's pretty much all I've really been up to. Like, that's new. Like, everything else has been kind of the same. One more thing I forgot. Um, lately, my friend has been showing me Twin Peaks The Return, uh, which is very fucking good, and people should watch it in addition to the original series. But Oh, yeah. yeah. I did watch, like, that Pokemon Presents, and we got, like, some new Pokemon revealed. Have you seen the new Pokemon, Jack? I've seen what Raikou looks like now. <laughs> He's so goofy looking. He is so goofy looking. Have you? Did you see that uh, Duraludon from Gen 8's getting an evolution? It's, yes, I did. It's literally a staple remover that turns into a bridge. Like, it's, yeah. it's so it's, over-designed, but I love it. It's pretty funny. It is. But yeah, no, that's pretty much me. Uh, Landon, what about you? You would ask me as I go to drink water, wouldn't you? Yeah, um, yeah I would. You you would take a drink of water right before it was your turn. Yeah. yeah. I would. Ha! <laughs> Got him. Um, what are we on? Are we on ports now? What are no, we we're, <laughs> you're ju- we're just asking how you're doing. Oh, I checked for a pulse earlier and I didn't feel anything, so I don't know how I'm doing. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, goodness. That's concerning. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's been a lot of work, uh, but uh, we went and saw Oppenheimer, uh, which is really good. Um, it I've heard it needs just a five-minute uh, intermission, like somewhere in the middle, uh, because it is a three-hour movie that is just—it's nonstop uh, and like. It reminds me of like the Wolf of Wall Street. Like they just—it just kept going. Yeah, but it doesn't feel. It doesn't feel like they waste any, like, of the time. Like, all three hours, like, feel like it's, like, used well. Yeah. Like, it's if it's not, like, something that's, like, you know, big action-y sequence, like, it's establishing everything. Like, it doesn't, like, waste your... Yeah, well, it waste your it, it, it's a biopic, so there's not a whole lot of, like, big action-y sequences outside of when, you know, they... they they do the Trinity test for the, the atomic bomb. 
Spoiler yeah. alert for real life events. <laughs> Spoiler alert for real life. Yeah. But they don't like they don't like hang on moments for it, too long. No. Well, and if they do, like it it serves a purpose. Like every everything yeah. I feel like all the cuts in it feel like every scene uh, serves a purpose uh, in that movie. So I I would highly recommend it. Um, just uh, taking if you can spare three hours of your life, uh, try it out. Um, I do want I do want to see both movies, but I just haven't had time to see either of them see, yet. That's the you gotta go see Barbenheimer. Uh, TMNT Barbenheimer. That's those are the movies that are out now. Oh God, I do want to see TMNT too. See, I haven't seen TMNT, but I, I kind of yeah, I forgot that that's also out. Those are those There's are the actually movies. legitimately good stuff out now. Yeah, I and know. Like, that's what we were like trying to decide between the three, um, and we decided on Oppenheimer, and I, I do not regret it. It was it was solid. Um, and then I think it was like the next day uh, we took a trip out to the coast. And, uh, because, uh, uh, her parents wanted to do stuff, um, out there. Um, so, and it was my day off on a Sunday. So weird. Uh, so I, I got dragged along, in quotes. Um, and we, uh, instead of, like, hanging out with them, once we got to the coast, we were like, okay, deuces. And we went out to, uh, the Lewis and Clark National and... Uh, State Historic Parks, uh, which is nice. uh, the the main one is Fort Clatsop uh, in and uh, around uh, Astoria. Uh, so we were there, and then we went to Fort uh, Columbia, which is uh, in Washington, so right across the river. Uh, but there's like a couple more spots that we didn't hit up, um, and we'll probably do eventually. Um, and that was fun; we had a good time. Um, Hell yeah! And then I did a lot of work, um, and then I had to edit a podcast episode, and... And you did it. I did it. Um, yeah. And so the only gaming I got done this week was I finished Attack of the Sands because I was on that, that road trip uh, out to the coast, and uh, I got to play some Pikmin 3 today. Or not Pikmin 3, Pikmin 4. Pikmin, Pikmin four. four, yeah, four, um, four. Um, yeah, I don't know why we're doing this, but it doesn't. We're all, yeah, we're all, we're all putting up four fingers. Yeah. Pikmin four doesn't doesn't matter. Uh, oh, that that was close. Good job. <laughs> um, yeah, well, fingers are th- or thumbs are fingers. I think so. Um, yeah, uh, Pikmin is really good. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, oh, one last thing. Uh, we've watched a little bit more of The Bear. Uh, I think we finished episode four uh, for season two. Really good. And then I started reading uh, three and nine, which is one of the in-universe books uh, for uh, The Legend of Heroes. Uh, it is oh. uh, featured in... Cold Steel 4 as like the collectible series for that game. Um, but uh, the characters that are uh, featured in that um, are in Trails into Reverie. So, hmm. uh, and NIS like released uh, like a uh, version of all of the chapters on their website. 
So I've been going through and reading those because uh, I want to have that knowledge. Because these are characters that they just kind of like, okay, here you go. Um, without any sort of background. If you don't read these, like, you, you just, you, they're just kind of thrown at you. I was going to say, that's like not something they do in Trails a lot. Well, no, like, that is, like, there are other characters that their whole backstory is, um, Toa, not Toa, what's his name? Toval. Toval in uh, Cold Steel, he's more so in 2, but he, he is in Cold Steel 1. He's a blonde bracer dude. Um, he has a whole story... Like, he is in one of those stories, but, like, they don't really, like, they hint at it more so than, like, they come out and flat out, like, here you go. So, like, they have, like, every once in a while, they're just, like, like, putting stuff out there for the people that actually, it's like, like, read it's the It's like, here's series. a written story, because we're not going to give you a game revolving around them. Yeah. Well, and then there's, like, the audio podcast. Like, they have, like, audiobooks oh, that's uh, right. that they, they released, uh, which are canon. So like, there's a there's stuff out there. That's this is a, it's all canon. And this is all cra- this is as crazy as Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, except the plot, like it's more. There's no timey wimey bullshit except one spot. True. Yeah, there, there is a timey wimey bullshit thing. Um, we'll eventually get to that. Um, that's minor spoilers, but I can't say it's like easier to understand than Kingdom Hearts uh, because. Some of it's on that same level of, like, what the fuck? It, yeah, it's like, you have to, there's, like, a bigger scope that, like, yeah. just, like, but comes out of nowhere. there is a straight timeline. Yeah, as opposed <laughs> to Kingdom Hearts, which is, like, all this, like, squiggling that goes backwards and forwards and up and down. Exactly, and, like, and like loops into itself and loops out of itself and then loops back into its yeah. own butthole. Yeah. And then Sora's not even Sora, he's Roxas, but he, actually he's Friku, but he's actually Sora. Yep. But then he's so. Mickey Mouse, and then they're <laughs> they're having a party with Woody and Guy from Tron. Did I nail it? Oh wait. It was all because of Eeyore. <laughs> Eeyore's the master of masters. <laughs> you heard it you heard it here first. Well, you we just you heard it here. Ruined the whole pl- Turns we just out ruined the plot Eeyore. of the whole next saga of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, you heard it here second because Donkey revealed it was Eeyore first. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but uh, that's all I had. All right. So yeah, this was thankfully much shorter than last couple episodes because yeah. we talked a lot during those. Yeah. Uh, Thank- hopefully you guys me. enjoyed. Yes. Thanks to for Landon because he has to edit this. Uh, thanks everybody for joining as always. Uh, I, we've, we've been cooking on it for a while, but the next episode is going to be our Dragon Ball games podcast. We will be talking about Dragon Ball games and that one's probably going to make Landon cry because he's probably gonna have to edit a lot, (laughs) but, uh, we'll see you in a few weeks when that is happening. Otherwise, I mean, you, you guys have our outro role. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Gaming Stooges Talks podcast. If you enjoyed us, consider subscribing to our podcast RSS feed or follow us on youtube.com slash gaming stooges and twitch.tv slash gaming stooges for more gaming content. If you'd like to chat with us, join our Discord. 
The link can be found in the episode description. We also want to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Your continued support means a lot to us. Not already one? Please take a look at what we have to offer anyone who becomes a patron at patreon.com slash gamingstooges. See you next time!